Hello and welcome to episode 9 of the Show Me Potato Salad podcast. This show is brought to you by our good friends over at Clinkstone Brewery. I'm one of your hosts, Jordan J.J. Layden. With me today, we have Callum Loopy-Smith. All right. This week, there is no Ewan Junior Smith, so we'll go into last but certainly not least, Keith P.G. Riddick. I'll throw you later on the show we have actor and producer Craig Kelly join us but before all that we'll chat about our wee North Coast 500 charity cycle that we're thinking about and the worst movies ever and round off the show with our usual salad dressings of the week make sure to check us out on Instagram and Facebook keep up to date with the podcast Follow, like, share, and subscribe, and let us know you're listening. Also, if the show, if you listen to the show on Apple Podcasts, be sure to give us five star rating. Help us out with the Apple algorithm. All right, boys, North Coast Five Hundred, we're doing it. Yes. Well, it looks like it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm hundred yes. percent committed already. I'm like, yes, I'm in. Do it. Yeah, Keith, Keith's got the, like the the alarm set for tomorrow. Book the holidays. Oh, Let's I'm ready tomorrow. to go. I'm up six o'clock tomorrow morning. Let's I'm not fucking really, do but... this. Let's fucking do it. <laughs> the thing is, like, I've said it kind of off air. Like, I would love, I've always wanted to do this sort of thing. I've always wanted to do a charity event. This is perfect for the likes of going around Scotland. It's going to be a nice, well, I say a nice, fun fucking cycle. It's going to be nice looking. The cycle is going to be fucking horrendous. But the the views and stuff are going to be amazing. We're doing yeah. it for charity. Like, like I've, I've openly been wanting for ages to see more of Scotland as well. Like I always find that you live here, so you never go and explore it very much. Yeah. So like, there's so much of it that I've not seen, and it's a great chance to do that. But it's also a great chance to do something really good for for charity as well. Yeah. So the the kind of plan is, at least for us, is to try and do it within <coughs> five days if possible. Hmm. Like that's obviously a huge chance. That's going like hundred miles, hundred days. If we take the extra day after that then yeah we'll keep an emergency so, day just in so, reserve yeah so be it but the challenge is going to be to try and do the five days and get the 500 miles in which i think is a a hefty challenge but i think one we can possibly do hefty considering none of us have really cycled bikes since we were i mean five the closest, had stabilizers yeah the closest <laughs> i've ever been to being a long distance cyclist is owning a bike <laughs> like uh, that's that like that's it like it's not riding the bike it's just owning it I, I, like when when did i buy my road bike like just the, as lockdown like started first lockdown got, yeah lockdown started yeah first lockdown I'm like right i'm gonna go out on the bike every night i'm gonna <laughs> gonna keep myself fit i think i went on like three cycles recorded them on strava because that's what everybody was doing and then put it in the shed. I took it out of the shed today, actually, and I had two flat tires. <laughs> I yeah. think it... mine's, mine's still in the bike lockup, so I, I don't even want to think what it's going to look like. <laughs> I think at that point as well, like during that lockdown, it was nice because it was like light nights, long nights. Like, How difficult it was to of... get a bike. Dude, yeah. It was ridiculous. It was impossible. And speaking of that, we are actually looking for a bike, if possible. We're looking for, for kind of low... So, our, our boy junior that's not on not tonight. not not for keepsies not for keepsies um, no just alone <laughs> even if it's for like a few months while we can uh train and do the challenge it'd be good to get him a bike like the three of us have sorted ourselves out we'll use boys have bikes i've sorted myself out my bike so if we can possibly get one for our boy junior that'd be awesome because yeah so if anybody's yeah. even even if anybody's selling like a decent one for cheap yeah 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 yeah, just anyth- anything we can kind of 
half decent get our hands on that's got to last them a full yeah. 500 miles would be must include two <laughs> wheels in a seat <laughs> yeah have a chain two <laughs> pedals chain. Yeah. <laughs> and brakes no, on that note as well like we're looking for stuff we're, we're kind of hoping that the plan is to try and get some content out of this so we're kind of hoping to try and get maybe a photographer to come along and possibly a videographer and we'll get a full yeah. full kind of rundown of the trip yeah. which would be awesome so or even we're, even just some tips and tricks on yeah like, that as well you know how to film what to film what's good for filming you know we're, we're you know we're along the lines of thinking about getting a wee drone to zip up and sort of like follow us along and stuff you know just just advice from guys that are doing this a lot because yeah even some destinations along the way that, like because we there might be stuff kind of off-road that's you know, nice to kind of nip and see and yeah. some scenery stuff what annoys well. me the most as well because i've driven like three quarters of it i think there's the cycle route slightly different but i've like driven like three quarters of the 500 and i can't even tell you any places to stop <laughs> because i obviously yeah. was going to work so like you look yeah, at them in work go, mode oh, get there that would be epic <laughs> to go. stop and go like i always meant to take my camera with me and stop off and like lay bys and stuff and have a little wander but yeah, when you're when you're or driving just, back on from Thursday on a Friday at four o'clock, you ain't stopping. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, it's even just knowing like, but it's even just knowing like good simple kit that is effective for taking good videos or effect. Because obviously, like most of us have iPhones, they've got pretty decent cameras and things. It's like you know, can we change settings? Can we do all these sorts of things in order to capture like really decent stuff? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So if we can if we can get any ha- help with that, also we've we've not nailed down our charity yet. I think we've, we'll put that out there. We've not nailed it down yeah. yet. We've still got a few nooks and crannies to kind of iron out of how mm-hmm. we're going to do this and when we're going to do it. I think we're, we're possibly looking at July, start of July. Yeah. Hopefully all things going well. If we can work out dates and holidays and stuff like that, we can we can hopefully do it round about then. Mm-hmm. Using the term and- holiday loosely. <laughs> <laughs> holiday for some. Whoever's mm-hmm. in the car behind us, they'll absolutely love it. Yeah, either that or they'll be they're going to be super bored. They're going to be driving at five miles an hour for seven days. <laughs> yeah, fuck Jesus. But we no, need some like, cheerleaders as well. If anyone's got some pom poms, you know, and just <laughs> just get yourselves out there, stagger along the journey. Way. Well, that's that's another thing as well. If there's anyone that kind of wants to join us, I think we we kind of open it up out there because well. For one, we know for certain we're going to do it for a cancer charity. Yeah, yeah. So if no, if there's anyone out there that's been looking to kind of do something, any sort of challenge like this, or even if somebody wants to do their own charity thing and join in with us, yeah, yeah, that's why you're on. Yeah, it'd be awesome to get some kind of people along board, like on board with us, and have some moral support along the way, and we can all. Mm-hmm. Put an arm around each other when we struggle fucking, together when we're struggling and crying around the campfire. <laughs> Need some rubber. rubber Keith, will even, Keith will even offer to put your talcum powder on your, your saddle rash for you. <laughs> on your gooch. <laughs> That's going to be the worst part, isn't it? The gooch. Oh, the gooch. Oh, the oh, gooch. I, don't even, I don't even want to think. Like, I remember when I, when I got the bike like at the start of lockdown, and I was saying this to one of the guys um, yeah, the other day, and it was like the first ride was just the most miserable experience I the ever, road ever bike had. Road bike saddles are a different oh. ball game. And then the second ride, 
got even worse because I was still sore from the first ride. And then the <laughs> third ride was terrible. But then my number four, it started getting a bit nicer. So it's so I think I need to get <laughs> back out again. I just strengthened up everything. <laughs> you haven't ridden a road bike, have you, Jordan? No, not yet. <laughs> very, very thin seats. Get yourself yeah. some padded shorts and a yeah. gel cover for your seat. Just you know got, what? I even, just I even learn... had them and it didn't help for the first couple of rides. Just got to learn just... how to cycle off the seat. Just fucking go. Yeah, for just it. stand it up the whole time. Just, <laughs> just get rid of the seat so you've got to stand. Yeah, I know my luck. I'd forget. I'm sure. Pipe up Mars. I'm sure there was once when when we were younger. You you and sat backwards and missed his seat, and he was going a fair pace on his bike. Missed it hit the tire and gave himself like the worst friction burn on his arse ever because oh. the tire just like shot him forward into the brakes. Oh. Don't even want to Fuck. think about that. But anyway, I suppose moving on from something that's hopefully going to be very, very positive yeah. to something that's very, very negative in that we're going to talk about some terrible movies. Yeah, with us having mm. obviously Craig Kelly on the show and he chats mm. about movies and he's in his movies and does his acts in movies so and he's in his movies yeah. and he's in his movies and he's and he's all sorts right <laughs> theme tune sing yeah. Theme tune. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so we thought we'd chat about, well we at first i thought about chatting about movies and then we thought what's even better is worst movies we've ever yeah. watched yeah so i'll i'll take us away right so i watched this this movie must have came out i don't know must be over 10 years ago now. And it's called Movie 43, right? So this movie has some of the best actors and actresses in the world. So here's here we go. Here's a list of some of the people that are in this movie. Elizabeth Banks, Kristen Bell, Halle Berry, whatever, Gerard Butler, Anna Faris, Richard Gere, Hugh Jackman, Johnny Knoxville, Justin Long, Christopher Mintz Platts, Chloe Grace Moretz, Sean William Scott, Emma Stone, Jason Sudeikis, Naomi Watts, Kate Winslet. All these people are in this movie and it's up there with one of the worst movies (laughs) I've ever seen in my life. Genuinely. Kind of proves the point of it's it's not quantity, it's quality, isn't it, really? (laughs) Yeah. But I think if I can remember right from reading stuff, it's like all these people get kind of reeled in to do these little tiny movie parts and it was almost like little short movies so it's like 43 short movies in this whole movie and i think they just kind of got roped in to do this short movie and they just thought mm. oh, just a stupid little scene or whatever yeah it's fine and then it just got turned into a full movie and it's just an absolute Am I right in shit show that it's like two they... guys sitting in their, at their computer desk or something like watching these yeah it's and like what I'm pretty sure it's Hugh Jackman that's got like nuts, like actual balls in his chin, and like <laughs> this the scene is like the balls are like he like he has a scarf yes. around it. And he, yeah, he, he does. Reveals, yeah, and he like reveals he reveals his fucking nuptials sitting on his fucking chin, and like, like they're dropping in his soup and everything, and that's like the scene is. This, kind this of... movie sounds great. <laughs> well, it's funny. I'm like saw some of it back and whatnot. I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure Jenner Butler is like a elf or something like that in it as well. Like an angry elf or, <laughs> or a leprechaun or something. <laughs> it's so bad, but like 
part of me now just wants to go back and watch it because I'm like, yeah, I I really want to watch it just for that now. Like, I was just going to watch it purely for the badness, just to see how bad it was. But it's almost one of those where you're like, you've kind of sold it to me as being quite good. (laughs) It's one of those you're kind of like, it's so bad that you're like, this could be funny. Yeah, just because it's, it's that bad. Yeah, it's it's so bad. But like whoever's idea really was bad. to try and cram as many small movies into one big movie. Shout and they, they don't link in at all, then, do they? No, 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 none of them. No, so there's there's it's, no like link in the story between them. No. If I can remember right, I think it's almost like no a YouTube rabbit hole. Yeah. Right. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Something right. similar. It's similar to like a YouTube mm. rabbit hole, and it's just oh my god, yeah, bad, <laughs> bad, bad, bad movie. <laughs> one for me i've got i've got two corkers because well i've got two corkers and then i've got a, a, a kind of positive one but for me one of the worst and it's the only film i've ever walked out of in the cinema uh, and it was one of those ones where like you know you go for like some food in union square with your pals and then you just go oh should we just go <laughs> to the cinema or something because you've got the afternoon off so like yeah we'll fire in and one of our pals worked in the cinema the rest of us have like those unlimited cards so you can yeah, like, yeah. it doesn't really matter too much if you like it or not but this is the first time I've ever walked out of the cinema and it was the the newer release of the the second Teenage Mutant Ninjas Turtles film. And like, I like a good superhero movie, but this thing was dreadful. <laughs> like, dreadful. I think I've we got 20 minutes in. And, and even at that, like, we, I think we got 20 minutes, maybe half an hour in this thing. And the only reason we got that far was because we were still sitting thinking this might get better. You, you uh, had to finish your didn't. popcorn. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like I hadn't finished it. I hadn't finished it. By the like, I've, I've paid for this. I'm eating it. Um, and so I think we're all just hanging on in for like, it could just be a slow burner. It might get better. It didn't. It was awful. Like, even like the original ones were a tough watch. Yeah. But like, what, what kind of annoyed well, me as well? It's in Transformers and stuff. What Megan, Fox? Megan Fox. Megan Fox. Is that yeah. heard in it? Yeah. It could do. I don't know. Uh, it's, <laughs> Keith only I've, I've suppressed minutes. it. I've suppressed <laughs> it somewhere in my memory. I think what really annoyed me was like one of the characters, like he was like a some sort of like hockey kind of themed character, and. I'm sure comic book lovers will, will probably correct me if I'm talking absolute nonsense, but like, so he had like rollerblades on. Yeah, yeah. He had a he had a goalie mask, like you know the old school goalie masks, like the the kind of holy, like just yep. just literal face coverings. But he had a player stick. Oh, is that and, annoying? Is it Keith? And it, it just really annoyed me. And, and I'm pretty sure he had. Boots. I'm pretty sure he had like rubber stoppers on the front of his blades as well. And and it just it really ground my gears. It's the same in the comic books. He's got a player stick and a goalie mask. Oh, does he? I thought he had a, a, hawk, a goalie stick. But yeah. anyway, it kind of ground my gears a wee bit, and I really didn't like that. And actually, I just didn't like any of it. It was just awful. I remember not caring when I was younger about that, just purely because I saw hockey in a movie. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, that was see, it. I saw, I saw a hockey guy, younger. and I was like, yeah. oh, even, even I, I can't remember when it came out, but I must have been in my 20s. And, and I was like, oh, there's a hockey guy. And I was like, he's got the wrong stick. And then the film was awful too. So I could have forgiven it if it was a good film. Yeah. This but. so that that moves me quite nicely on, right? I'll let you go, Calm, in a minute. But <laughs> cheers. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> but it, it we've moves got far us, too much to moan about yeah. right now. <laughs> it moves us quite nicely on to this other movie, Mike Myers, The Love Guru. And talk about having hockey in a movie and it being fucking disappointing. So obviously. We abs- we love hockey. So seeing yeah. and typically you don't see it in very much. There's like mm-hmm. obviously the good few hockey movies and stuff. Oh, but oh now you it- said that I just thought of another one. Sorry. Fuck. Um I'll right. keep but it. But seeing seeing it in 
seeing it in a movie, you get all excited and you're like, oh, hockey in a movie, cool. But Love Guru, holy fucking shit. Like, I got all excited about it because I'm like, oh, Mike Myers, this is bound to be, oh, he's got hockey in it as well. Oh, it's going to be fucking ass. Horseshit. Fucking, hor- and it was like, what is it? Justin Timberlake's, is it Justin Timberlake's character struggling? Or no, Justin Timberlake's like the, he's like the enemy. He's like the French enemy or some shit. But some other guy's fucking struggling to play. And it's because of fucking love and he needs fucking Mike Myers, love guru guy to fucking help him out so they can win the Stanley Cup and everything. Honestly, it's, but even that just sounds bad, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, I've seen it and that made it sound yeah. even worse than what I remember. Yeah, like that's genuinely how bad it is. Like, oh, so bad and such Did a you not find yourself on, like, you nitpick the hockey stuff. I oh, Yeah, you totally, like, you totally do nitpick the I've hockey stuff. I've just sat and watched the uh, Mighty Ducks originals, like, the mm. last couple of days, mm. and I'm like... I don't know, like, I just wanted to watch them again and then, like, I'm sitting watching them and like, well, that would be a penalty. That's offside. That's interference. He didn't, he didn't even touch the puck and he just got wiped out. Yeah, and I'm just like, I don't remember it. I don't remember it being this bad as a kid. Yeah, but I then, started watching the new series. Oh, And it's, it's, it's interesting going. Oh, God. Oh, God. Yeah, I don't know where Coach Bombay's got this edgy, like, character from. It's just yeah, it's 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 not doing it for me, but the nostalgia is doing it for me. I think that's why I've stuck with it. No, I'm not even giving it a chance. Yeah, it's it's so funny though because like you, and I'll 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 credit to them, but like you can see it like when they've got the main actor kids and they're all really like they're all really good, but then like when it cuts the hockey scenes, like there's one kid that's like just all of a sudden super good at hockey and but he's a completely different build to the kid <laughs> he's like taller and everything he's like that's not the same guy i think even bombay <laughs> bombay skates out at one point and he like can't skate which fair enough and then all of a sudden there's this guy playing hockey incredibly just like skating <laughs> around the ice like total different build and you're like that's not Emilio east of his <laughs> you would think that they, you would think they'd keep up the continuity with that stuff. Yeah, See, it's like but the so thing is, most, obvious. probably most people don't notice. Yeah, Alexa, because we've actually well, we do play and stuff. We kind of notice those stuff more, or you yeah. nitpick it way more. Oh, it's a hundred percent. Yeah, definitely. Um, right, right Loopy, what you what you got Loopy. for us, Loopy? So, as you all know, I'm not. A movie buff at all i hate sitting watching films but we're actually going to go with one i watched yesterday <clears throat> um so we sat down to watch a film last night and it's called the happening um so it was kind of it's kind of fitting towards like virus pandemic kind of thing it's got mark Wahlberg in it so you're you're only going to get one type of actor with Mark, Mark Wahlberg. Yeah, he's, from he's either a police officer or he's from Boston, like yeah. that, or or he's a police officer from Boston. <laughs> so <laughs> it's basically like um, the wind becomes like the virus, and what it does is it picks up like, pathogens <laughs> from the trees. So the trees have felt threatened and <laughs> they let off shit, and like there's like three stages. So you start like people start speaking funny or they like, repeat themselves. And then they start standing still and then they, they <laughs> lose sense of all direction. And then they start walking backwards. How can then, they lose sense if they're standing still? <laughs> that's the thing. You stand still and then you start walking backwards. And then what it does is it then kills you. So like there, there's one point where a police officer standing in the middle of New York and he's having a conversation with a taxi driver 
uh, and then all of a sudden gets disorientated, standing in there, like pulls his gun out, shoots himself in the head. He falls to the ground. Then somebody else is obviously at that stage, walks up, picks his gun up, shoots himself in the head. Then a girl walks <laughs> up, picks the gun up, shoots herself. And it's like, wow. wow. <laughs> and there's another bit as well. Like uh, Mark's like, oh yeah, I think it's maybe the wind. We should maybe try and stay ahead of the wind. <laughs> how do you run fun with that in scotland could you imagine that in scotland we'd all be dead in about five days like the whole of scotland would just be out it's just honestly it's so shit i've seen it before See, as i'm well. quite, glad, like I'm I'm quite glad you said that because i've seen it on amazon and i've been like oh mark Wahlberg. like i do enjoy a good mark Wahlberg film but i i don't think i'll be putting that on no definitely not oh that sounds bad that does sound bad it does sound bad yeah. <laughs> not worth a watch yeah i think I think one I can't uh, not say speak about it is the room. So if you well, I've actually not watched it, but I've watched the Disaster Artist, which is the one with James Franco that he made, and it's like, you no, know, it goes kind of behind of how it was made and how it came about, and because mm-hmm. it's gotten like a cult following now, the room of being bad, but like we were speaking about, like you no know, one of those that are so bad that you kind of. Yeah, so well, that's like that that's like the shark like Nado films and stuff. And stuff. Yeah. yeah, and like yeah. giant shark versus mega octopus or something like that. Like all the sci-fi <laughs> like movie classics. Like they're so bad that people just love them. Yeah, so it's kind of I think the room's kind of like that. It's so bad that it's become such a cult following film, hmm. and then it kind of the disaster artist, which is actually quite a funny, decent enough wee film. I quite enjoyed mm-hmm. that. It was pretty good. So it's another one that's fucking I think terrible. ones as well that everybody's probably watched years ago that they're so bad that they're good would be the scary movies. Yeah, they're like, just they're just brilliant though. Like just that, was, that was the first kind of spoof movie though. So I think that got yeah. away with it. Yeah. And they, they, they kind of then overdid it with like a lot of the other ones, like the meet the Spartans and the Yeah. The disaster movies and the the sort of those ones, because then you could tell like they were going to make the same kind of jokes about the same kind of stuff with Take the same kind of people. Take my strong hand, child. <laughs> <laughs> like ones like that. Like the, the scary movies are just classic. You just gotta stuff the classic. chicken. <laughs> <laughs> this, yeah, the scary movies are classic, but then the spoof ones after that, I think, just got ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. it's Absolutely always the ones ridiculous. though that you watch as a kid and you think are good. And then you yeah. watch them again. So like I, I watched, we were chatting about this before, Van Helsing. And, and Luffy was kind of like, oh no, that's good. I was like, no, 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 did you last watch it? It's Hugh Jackman that's in that one too. <laughs> <laughs> it's a difficult watch. So I remember quite liking it as a kid and I saw it pop up. I was like, oh, I'll check that one. And it was a big struggle. In fact, so I've, I've not one. finished it. <laughs> another one of that, Batman and Robin. Yeah. That yeah, one, that's I remember. A, uh, Schwarzenegger, isn't it? It's Mr. Freeze. Yeah, and George Clooney is Batman. Yeah. And, uh, is it Uma Thurman? Is uh, what's it, what's her name? Catwoman. Uh, Ivy. Oh, Ivy. Poison Ivy. Yeah. Poison Ivy. Poison Ivy. Yeah. And I remember when I was younger, absolutely loving it because I think oddly it was very comic book like. Yeah. And I, I love yeah. the puns and stuff like that, like all the puns, like Arnie's puns about like freeze and stuff and things. Yeah. It's just so class because it's Arnie. <laughs> like like they'll they'll never not be ace. But like the, the but film. You go, we go back and watch it now. We're like, holy shit. 
But yeah. like as a kid, it probably you probably could put it down like a really good kid Batman movie, but yeah. an absolute terrible adult Batman movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, I think there was kind of that wee bit where you're like, oh, this is actually quite good for a wee kid. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it looks so like almost cartoon-like. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll tell you, one of the single worst films I have ever watched is The Premonition. And I remember we were right. I think I've heard about this before. Oh God, it's awful. Um, I you've think, possi- I think you've possibly it. actually. I think told I've us already warned to you guys like a few years ago about how bad this film to mind was. When you, yeah, something springing to mind. It's got like eight percent on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I remember we'd we'd gone out the night before, me and a couple of pals, and then the next day, like we'd stayed over at one of my mates' flats, and we were just sitting like all hanging. And we were watching movies and stuff. And then it came to like evening time. We'd ordered some food and we were like scanning through for film to watch. And me and my pal Duran were sitting there and Neil as well. And we were sitting there kind of going, right, what watching? And then the premonition came up and Neil was like, oh, that's that's a good movie. You should watch that one. He was like, I'm, I'm away to go through to bed. Uh, <laughs> so we were just like, all right, we'll just stay in your flat and, and watch this film. So we put it on. And it was one of those ones where... You know when a movie finishes and you think it's still starting? Yeah. Like mm-hmm. you're waiting for it to get to the punchline and it just never does. <laughs> so like there was this scene and then all of a sudden it finished and the credits came up and me and my pal Duran just looked at each other and we're like, What? I I, I yeah. Was like, I can't believe we've just watched that for like an hour and a half, two hours. Like it was honestly the worst thing my eyes have ever witnessed. It was See, terrible. Even then, so when you get like an amazing film. And it gets to the end, like it's been good the whole way through, and it gets to the end, and you're like, this is a way to finish. Like it should not finish like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just so disheartening. You're like, right, that's just made that film shit. Yeah. Like, no. It's so easy. <laughs> it's so easy to do. Sandra Bullock's had a couple of them. All About Steve was the same year as The Blind Side. So she won an Oscar for The Blind Side and then won a Razzie. For <laughs> all about Steve, all in the same year, but she she took it in her stride. She took it. Is that not sweet? Yeah. <laughs> no, but she no, actually went. She actually rattle. went. So obviously, it's like the Razzies are. I think it's Razzies. It's called, but it's four bad. It's a award show for bad films, and she actually turned up. Nobody usually turns up, but she just <laughs> thought, "Fuck it, it's shit." I'm. Going, I'm going. I love that. Just I'm absolutely just owning, owning it. it. Just she owned owning it. it. So she owned it, and everyone just kind of went, "Oh, she knows it's bad." All right. Yeah. Crack Fair on. enough. Yeah. Because you must know, like, yeah. not everyone. And it's the thing is, it's, it's not necessarily the actors. Like, you yeah. know, what I mean, like they they just go up and read the lines they're given and, and act the best way they can. And it doesn't matter how good an actor you are if that script's terrible or that movie's terrible, it's going to be terrible. Yeah, definitely. Anyway, but, probably moves us on nicely. Does. Moves us on nice, nicely to our guest for the episode. This segment is sponsored by Ice Sports Caledonia, the exclusive importers of Fisher Ice Hockey Equipment for the north of Scotland. Check them out on Facebook at Ice Sports Caledonia with a web shop coming soon. Enjoy. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Diving into the salad bowl with us today, we have Bilbo Baggins stunt double, Craig Haggis Kelly. How are we doing, Haggis? Bilbo Baggins, absolutely. Yes. Thanks, Kato. Good to, good to see you, buddy. <laughs> you too, buddy. You too. Thanks for joining us. Yeah. Um, it's good to have you on. It's good to get you on. 
So, Haggis, we like to kind of, at the start of an interview, we kind of like to throw it right back to the start of our guests' career and that kind of thing. So just to kind of see, for our perspective and everybody that's listening, where did it all begin for you? And also, can you let us know how you got the nickname Haggis? I knew I was coming. Uh, <laughs> so in, I think in Scotland, Haggis is just a Scottish piece of food. It's not a particularly spectacular nickname, but then all across the world is like, oh, you're the Haggis, or it's, it sounds much, much more impressive. Um, it started with, I think it was like a scouts camp or cubs, you know, like the beavers, cubs, scouts, all that. Went to a camping trip. Insecure, only child, needing attention. Uh, we were go- doing the, one of the circle games, introduce yourself. And I said, hi, my name's Haggis. And that's it. No good story whatsoever. I just, I just said it one day and people kept it up. That's even worse than the story I told the guys. Like I, I, was, I thought it like, came from like, you were like ginger and Scottish and you're like typically Scottish and so start calling you Haggis. I mean, that's a a much better story. You should just use that. I will. Let's let's go back to the start. Right. uh, (laughs) Starting again from now. I did fully embrace it though. Like, um, so I was like, when I got called, like, everyone adapted it, and I started getting called it more and more. So on like Burns Night one time in like primary six, I think I made I made like a sign, like a like a a proper like protest sign saying save the haggis and i went into school with it like properly like save the haggis just because it was my people and yeah Uh, so from from a young age i was an attention-seeking narcissist apparently (laughs) (laughs) and uh, yeah the acting thing i probably just came from um being a bit of an idiot making people laugh feels really good kept at it did some little plays and stuff and then I originally went to join the army. Um, I don't know if kind of how um, how common knowledge that is. I, I joined the kind of under 16s when I left school and I did like three months training at Gordon Barracks for a while. Uh, and I just ended up hating it. So I stopped and went to acting school in, um, in Aberdeen College for a couple of years. And then I auditioned for some drama schools and I got accepted into one in New York. And I was like, fuck me, okay. Uh, Mum, Dad, can I can I go to New York? They're like, we're gonna take out a bunch of loans. I was like, cool, a bunch of loans, let's yeah. go. Not uh, my problem. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like paying paying that off until I'm either famous or dead. Uh, that would be great. And, <laughs> and then I kicked off from there. Went to the school and then took it super seriously because it was fucking mental. So I moved to New York when I was 18 uh, and just really worked hard. So I graduated um, pretty, pretty high up in my class and managed to start working immediately. And when I got my first job, I was like, oh, right, cool. Here we go. And just pounded at it from there and just continued on going. Awesome. So that, that kind of ties us nicely into, into the next question. So I was just going to ask, what was life like actually in New, New York itself? And kind of how positive an experience was that? Yeah, it was heaven, man. I love New York. That's my second home. I fucking love New York. Um, everything, man, the people, the, the food, the culture, Again, a lot of America is absolutely horrible and totally backwards and going to shit. But New York's this like little island of just, you know, beautiful, awesome, positive, forward-thinking people. And and it was amazing. Yeah, everything from like just the, the transport, you know, the the apartments, we all had rooftops. Um, I loved it. I really, really loved it. And then being like a young Scottish guy, like obviously I, I just turned 18 in, in the UK. I was like, all right, bubs, bars, here we go. Moved to New York and they have to be Good 21. Luck. And I was like, fuck me. <laughs> I, couldn't, I couldn't drink there for my first three years. <laughs> oh, not got a fake idea. 
Yeah, yeah. 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 McLovin. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and how would you how would you compare sort of New York wise to obviously like opportunities and stuff like that that you had for potential jobs and things? Do you find it was better, worse, and different to to where you are now? I think it's easier where I am now because I'm because of all the experience I've got. Plus, um, I'm older and I'm, I know more and I'm wiser and I'm, I kind of know my casting and know what I can do now. Whereas before I went to train, I went to learn. So from that aspect, I learned so much kind of quicker. My, my school I went to was amazing. It was called the New York Conservatory for Dramatic Arts. And it was um, every day you're on camera. Every day you, they have like a business class. They like teach you. They're like really fucking harsh as well. So like Keith, oh no, I'm a, I'm a pretty small dude. I'm like five foot four, five foot five in, a, in good shoes. And, uh, you know, ginger, beardy, Scottish. So they were like, right, business class. Boom. When you walk in the room, you're going to be a leprechaun. You're going to be a hobbit. You're going to be a hipster. You're going to be this. Um, or you're going to be Scottish and Irish. Like, that's it. Unless you want to change. So I learned, like, the American accent. I can do American really well. And physically, I can't really change anything. I was like, cool. So I leaned into that. And, and they were great. And now I know kind of what I go up for and, and know how to do it really well now. So I learned loads. And, yeah, perspective. Perspective-wise, I think New York is a lot more open to things. Uh, London's a bit more secretive in the acting world. Like, it's really hard to get an agent. It's really hard to find the castings. Where in New York, it's it's all out there. Like, online, you know who's casting what shows. You know who's doing this. You know whose agents are what. In London, it takes a while to really get your foot in. And, and then even then, it just takes ages to climb up and, and continue doing the whole thing. And then you, you talk about America being open. But uh, we've got our facts right, which I know I do. Uh, you were denied your visa into America at one point, weren't you? Um, what happened there? I mean, yeah, but technically that was by the London embassy. So that was the UK being very closed, which sucked. Um, but basically I, I came home for Christmas 2013, 2014. And my lawyer was like, oh yeah, just renew your visa at the embassy and then come back. I was like, cool. So I had a job. I had a girlfriend. I was like, I had a flat. So I was like, yeah, no problem. Went to the embassy and they were like, no, no. I was like, <laughs> what and they basically had no reason to deny my visa this dude he just didn't like me or he was having a bad day he was like i'm gonna i'm gonna send this back to be reviewed i was like oh cool but i've got a flight next week so if you can you know hurry up with that took three months for them to get back to me um and eventually reject the visa and revoke the visa so they took it away from me um which was fucking insane so i had to you know call my boss quit the job break up with a girl (laughs) <laughs> and move my life back but they wouldn't even let me go back and collect my stuff so my mum had to fly over to my apartment okay. pack my bags in the like two Jesus. suitcases and come back fucking mad <laughs> it's absolutely mental <laughs> have you been back since yes yeah i've been back once or twice once twice i've been back twice yeah i did a big road trip with my mate ben uh, ben Jovanic, who's from Aberdeen as well, he uh, we drove from LA to New York and did like a big road trip and spent like a few days in New York. And then I went back in 2017, I think, with my a couple of my flatmates in London and I kind of showed them around. And it was ace. So I've got like, I have a 10 year like tourist visa now, which is nice. So I can come and go as I please, but I can't work there. I need to get another visa to upgrade mm-hmm. to that. Okay. And is that what um, prompted your move then to London? Yeah, dude, I came back for like three months. I think. And I was like, figuring out what to do. I got a job at the Brigadon down the road. Um, Hungry Horse, it used to be called back in the day. <laughs> and yeah, I was just waiting tables there. Fucking like hated it. Like living back home after, and you know, 
after living in New York by myself, doing all that, mum and dad like, right, dinner's at six. I'm like, fucking just having times forever that was just mental. Um, so I had a friend in London, David, who just broke up with his girlfriend. So he had a space in his flat, in his flat moved down there and just started fresh, continuing the journey. I'm going to move on a little bit then and ask you when you finished uni and stuff like that in New York and starting featuring in some big TV series, how was that for you coming from college and university, moving into that big world like that? It was ace, man. Like, like I said, the school was amazing. They really prepared you for it. So like I knew it's like stepping foot on set and I was like, okay, cool. The you know director, AD, runner, grip, best boy. Like I knew all the terms and I knew exactly what they were doing because the school was so good. They taught you like completely the business side of everything. So when other actors are just like, like either freaking out or just looking to impress people, I'm like, right, I'm chilling out with my book. I'm not in anyone's way. I'm there when I'm ready to go when they need me. It was good. I, I loved it. But even still, you know, being on, um, on on big sets and different productions, yeah, it was ace. You get treated like a fucking king. Like I did a show on BBC One called The A Word, which I was like a small part in, um, and I did six episodes of it, which was really fun. And even then I had like my, my own assistant, which was mental. <laughs> like I'm nothing on that show. And I had someone I was like, oh, hi Craig, like my name's Abby, like anything you need, like, please let me know. I was like, oh, all right, cool, cool, cool. And well, just, in that oh, case, that- I'll have X, Y, and Z. <laughs> <Yeah. very> <laughs> I think there's a few of us on here that would be abusing that so oh, heavily. I'd be sending them for hen's teeth, tartan paint, like anything I possibly could. <laughs> It's a thing because certain actors have like musicians, they have a writer. Like certain actors are like, right, I don't fuck around unless I've got my blah and my blah. Like I've got a friend who's who's worked with Guy Ritchie, and Guy Ritchie loves lion bars and Diet Coke, apparently. And if he doesn't have those, he like loses his mind. <laughs> yeah, dude, shit. <laughs> <laughs> so with you jumping into like TV series and stuff, we know you're on um a program called Man Down on Channel 4. And you had a pretty interesting role in that. But the one thing I want to know is what was it like to shag an old wifey? It was a, it was a, it was a dream come true, man. I've got, I've got no idea how long he's waited to ask that question. <laughs> Since yesterday. I used to chop it at the bit. As soon as it came up, I saw his eyes light up. He's like, oh, I'm going to ask you now. Yeah. It was, it was awesome because it was obviously Greg Davies' show. Like He you know, produced it, wrote it, stars in it, and he's such a fucking cool funny dude um i was on i was on set for like a week doing that like a few a little days here and there and that was the first scene we did so Lovely. my my first day on set was hi Polly, nice to meet you i'm craig like oh hi greg nice director cool drop your trousers let's fucking do it i was like sweet <laughs> and um first first day, and greg greg davy showed up just to just to watch and because he was like this is a funny moment in the episode he wants to see it and <laughs> What they did was they gave me like these Y front kind of white pants and they dyed them the same color as my skin. Hmm. So the, the costume department were like really kind of on it with that, that. And then it was on the very edge of like a kitchen counter. So uh, Polly, the actress, was like shuffled back a little bit and I was trying to make some jokes, make her feel comfortable. Um, try to be classic gentleman as you can when you're away to hate fuck someone on a kitchen table. As much as you can in a modesty sock, you know. <laughs> and, um, so she was like far back enough and then they were like, yeah, so you just say, you know, bump into like the end of the kitchen counter i was like oh no problem so we kind of did it once and showed some stuff and the director came over he was like it's good it's good i just want i want it like dirty hateful <laughs> evil like i want you to like laugh like a maniac at the end just really go for it i was like cool i i know what you want yeah 
and just having that permission as an actor to go for it was amazing because I <laughs> fucking I went for it. I was like hammering into this kitchen counter. Uh, and the next day, my hips were actually bruised because I was bashing so hard <laughs> against, uh, against it. And, uh, and everyone was laughing. It was a really good day. I feel it's, I've seen that episode and it is absolutely hilarious. I think it was funnier with the fact that I was like, I know that guy. <laughs> <laughs> that guy banging that old lady. That's my pal. <laughs> I had to ask, did you get a chubby? <laughs> I, was, I was nothing but professional. <laughs> Whole whole body, my instrument is under control. It's, uh, it's <laughs> I, I, do want, I do genuinely worry about that in other situations. I'm like, fuck. If I have to do like a, you know, like a different type of scene with a different actress, it must happen. But yeah, it, it must, must happen. Yeah, yeah, God when to. you think about it. Just natural reaction, surely. And, uh, one of the other ones that you're in that was recently re-aired, wasn't it? Was uh, Traces. Yeah. Was, yeah, I did that. We um. Yeah, I did that a couple of years ago. We actually, it's it's set in Dundee, uh, the show, Dundee, but we filmed yeah. it we filmed it in Manchester. So they flew, they, they got a train up to Manchester. Like, right, we're in Dundee now. I was like, uh, okay. Yeah, no, we're not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the scene, the scene I'm in is um, just a road in Manchester, but they're like, Dundee. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and that was really nice. Yeah, that was a, just a one-day shoot. Really, really fun, kind of awesome um, TV show. Because loads of folk, because it, it was on the Alibi channel for a while, mm-hmm. and then BBC bought it over. And um, like a few, couple of months ago, actually, my agent put like a few hundred quid in my account. And I was like, oh, what's wh- what's going on there? He's like, oh, the BBC bought traces. So you get some money. I was like, fucking nice. And that was for me for like one day shoot. Like imagine what like the, re- the, the full time cast get for that kind of stuff. Mm. It's, the money is insane sometimes. Mm-hmm. So see with you, you've obviously done a bit of like TV work and some movie work with you being like in New York for a while, did, did you ever think about going down like the Broadway kind of theatre route or was it never kind of your, your plan? A little bit, man. Yeah, I can't, I can't dance to save my life. So I was, <laughs> I was like musicals, I'm like, I'm out. I can sing okay, like karaoke, smashed out my tits. Like I'm really <laughs> I, can hold the I, think, I think we all think we sing okay <laughs> at that stage in time, really, don't we? But <laughs> We've heard yeah. Keith enough on, on yeah. um, the that he thinks he can hold the tune. <laughs> I mean, everyone's got like a everyone's got a song that they they know they can nail. Like I'm yeah, sure, Keith like I'm sure yours. you guys like what's, oh, yeah. what's what's your song? If you what's the oh, one? mine's one hundred percent Vanessa Carlton, Thousand Miles. And you can nail that song. The funny thing is, Keith doesn't every even time. need the teleprompter no, for every time. Keith walks around the fucking bar singing it, swinging the microphone around. Loves it. Oh, I'm yeah. pretty sure I've actually got a video of you in. Um, prohibition, just strutting your stuff around the dance floor, <laughs> singing that on a Sunday night. I think, I think, and in fairness, people people were actually enjoying that. it too. Like it wasn't the worst. <laughs> I don't, I don't, just I don't. so much cocky confidence when he does it. It's fucking annoying. <laughs> <laughs> I remember you went on a night out with folk, and it wasn't us. And we got a message into the group chat at like two in the morning of you, you and Bargo singing it. It's like. <laughs> I'm sure it was just his face on a microphone. Yeah, it was just... <laughs> I did it. I did it with a live band as well in France. Oh Jesus! Oh, they so they were like sitting, It was like a live band doing like karaoke tunes, and I went up and they were like learning it, and I was just singing away oh, with a live band. Yeah. I don't remember that actually. That was a madam bell. None of the rest of us have a go-to karaoke song. It's just no. Keith. No, I I can I can rattle off killers, Mister Brightside. Yeah, you do do a good version of that. I'll give you that. <laughs> But that's an easy one, isn't it? That's a like, yeah. go-to one. That's his well, I mean, most of the people in the crowd will probably sing it for you. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why, that's the reason you do it. 
That's yeah. when you can like pawn off on people. Yeah, yeah. I forgot this line. Yeah. My line. Radio. Go for it, guys. Yeah. Over you, Haggis. What's your go-to? I've I've actually changed it. It, it fluctuates, oh. man. I've got a, it used to be wheatest teenage dirtbag. Um, but I've changed it. In I went to LA two October's ago, and then um, we're looking through like the the songbook, and I seen puddle of mud. She hates me, and I was like, oh. <laughs> I think I can nail it and it I fucking worked. It's like a really like grungy kind of voice. I was like, this is great. This is great. And it worked out really well. Hmm. So Haggis, you've got your own um, production and film company with a, a fellow Aberdonian, David Hepburn. What started you off on that path? It was, we're, we're both actors in London and like the acting business, there's so little you can control. You know, we go out and auditions and just do our best, try and meet people, email people. That's pretty much it. So we just decided to kind of take it into our own hands and start making our own stuff. Um, so we contact, I got contacted by a, an old friend, Ross McGowan, who's a director down there. And he was like, hey, I've got this idea for a short film. It's like two guys, they wake up, they're both hungover, but one of them was turned into a vampire. He's not really hungover. And I was like, cool, let's write it. So me and David wrote it. Uh, Ross got the crew together and we filmed it in our flat like one Saturday. Uh, and did it and that was pretty much it and that's what sparked it off just the mm. just sick of waiting around for work to come to us we just started making our own work and um, we're not making any money from it whatsoever yet yet but there's some good there's some good stuff in the works uh just now but since then we've made yeah i think we've made seven films in the past two years uh, which okay. has been awesome and we're just bashing them out to film festivals we're meeting different people we're winning awards at different things which is amazing and it's it's ace yeah it feels really good I was going to say, one of your ones, Hangover Food, it's won loads of awards. Yeah, man, that's, that was yeah. the first one we did. So it's one, yeah. yeah, it's been to about 13 festivals all over the world, yeah. which is good. And it was like highly improv, just really stupid, dark comedy with me and David chatting shit and being fucking idiots. But then you've done, um, we've also done another um, fairly big short film, Shadow Boxer, which had a couple of big names in it. Um, you had James Cosmo, who a lot of us will know from. Game of Thrones, the Bank of Scotland adverts, Braveheart, and then you had Christopher Evangeli, who was in The Gentleman as well. Yeah, man. So Chatterbox was our, was our latest film um, that's kind of out on the festival circuit just now. It was brilliant. We put a lot of kind of time and effort into that. I, I wrote the script for the first time just like by myself, like solo writer. So really proud of that. And it's, yeah, it's a, it's a great film that we got. Uh, we got the boxing ring for free because Chris is a prof- ex professional boxer, so he uses contacts and the kind of the best. Even maybe more impressive than the film was like how we filmed it. We rehearsed nonstop for like a few months, and the uh, the events coordinator for the boxing ring was like, "Yeah, you can have this venue for free. You can use all the crowd as extras, but you've got half an hour to film this entire film and get out the ring before the next fight happens." So we filmed it like <laughs> halftime of like an actual fight night, oh. which was this. So we got in, shot it like we did. We did in like thirty six minutes, and the guy was like, "You need to fucking get out!" Yeah, was like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, the shepherd's to hook just coming out from the side. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, and it was ace and we cut it together to make it look like one kind of continuous take um and yeah super proud of it so it's out there in the festival circuit just now uh, seeing how it goes we've gotten to like three or four so far uh, but with covid a lot of things have been shut down or postponed or this and that so hopefully i'll pick up some more life uh, more into this year i was just going to ask about the festival circuit how does that how does that work do you just send them out and just hope for the best sort of thing how does that all work Pretty much, yeah. You can either they all each submission costs money, which sucks. So you can you got to pinpoint the ones. So there's obviously like Sundance, Berlin, like Tribeca, all these like massive festivals that were like right, 
we're not getting it there. Let's not waste our time, pay the money. So we either go to these either local ones or like smaller ones or like mid-level ones, which are really nice. And, and in person, they're so good because your film gets accepted. They're like, oh my God, yeah, come on down. You've got a film pass, you've got this and you meet some people and you chat and you network and you schmooze and there's a lot of fucking weirdos there, but there's a lot of cool people as well. There's a big, <laughs> a big mix of people. And for us, we've, we make films like quickly and we just try to like not fuck around and um, waste time doing it. But we'll meet people be like, oh, dude, your film was, your film was great. He's like, yeah, seven years making that. And I was like, fucking hell, man, seven years. He's like, How about you guys? Like three months from like six minutes. minutes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, it's mad. But they're, the festivals are great. They're great fun to meet people, network. Um, get your film out there and kind of continue on. So from that, we've had, um, we've met producers who have kind of come on board and we've kind of proven ourselves with with other films. And um, I'm not sure if I kind of said this before, but our, our original short, Shadowbox, no, uh, Hangover Food, sorry, is uh, we're developing it into a feature film. Now oh, cool. we've got a, a, I don't know if I can say this. <laughs> but, uh, we've got produ- I won't say specifics we've got a producer maybe on board who wants to fund it for us which is awesome so we pitched him with uh, a budget for like 100, 100 grand which is insane um, and I'll do it was- for 50 yeah so it's like the money in the feature films are mad and he came back to us he's like the budget's too low if you can make it half a million I'll talk to my people we're like, yeah, yeah, we'll make it half a million. Yeah. We <laughs> All right. Boys, you want a trailer? We'll get a trailer. Yeah. <laughs> we literally adjusted the budget. We just upped everything. So we're like, oh, we don't have to do this in like two weeks. We can do, do it three weeks. We can hire a location. We can pay ourselves maybe. So we like upped the budget to everything. And he's, um, yeah, he really likes it. So he's going to talk to his money people and maybe just give us half a million pound. Which is you know. mad. Well, That's if incredible. you need any extras, give us a show. Yeah, I'm well down for being yeah. that. Hundred yeah, percent be extras. Yeah, I'm sure anyway, we take salad on tour in movies as well. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so obviously, we've all been in this shit show that is COVID. How's how's life been during lockdown? What have you kind of been up to? I can't imagine it being as easy as. You know, it's been, per- I mean, personally, I, I got f- pretty fucked financially. I got, um, I left my kind of restaurant job in February and I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll get another job. Then pandemic, I was like, <laughs> fuck me, no furlough. So I didn't get any furlough. Um, and then I got a job at like Tesco. Uh, our, this is fun, actually. I got a job at our local Tesco because, you know, pandemic. I was like, yeah, I'll help out like min- minimum wage. And they put me on the door. I was the the security for Tesco, which was. I'm trying so hard not to laugh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I guess. Uh, laugh away, it's nuts. Oh. No, no, no! Don't don't steal that. No. <laughs> I am not like qualified. He was just like, yeah, stand at the door, like open the like the they turned off the automatic kind of opening. Were you the alcohol like, gel squirty guy? Yeah. You no, know, it's not even that. It's like everyone signs with like, alcohol gel and they walk in and out. It's just stage the one. clicker, the clicker, <laughs> clicker guy. <Yeah. laughs> people, people didn't even need masks. Like stage one, he was just like, make sure there's just like twenty people in, in the store at any time. And I was like, cool. Anyone can come in, mask, no mask, spitting, shouting, <laughs> doing whatever they want. There's also this one homeless dude who kept coming in. The police were called a few times because Londoners like to steal shit. <laughs> it was it was great. So did, did that for a month. And then um, I did Uber Eats, which was really cool. In the summertime, I was wearing these like funky shirts, cycling around London, having a really good time. Uh, then my bike got stolen. 
So that sucked. <laughs> <laughs> so t- 2020 was a, was a big old bit for me. But, you know, fam, friends and family, all good. So I'm like, right, fuck it. It's, it's okay. Um, and But yeah, career-wise, I just did a lot, lot of workshops. I met a lot of casting directors. We filmed... Um, we filmed these little sketches called Quick Quarantinos with Deadline Films. So we made um, little sketches of Quentin Tarantino films, which are really cool. We've still got one to release, which we haven't released yet. Actually, um, I could, uh, yeah, I could make it a Salad Bowl exclusive if you guys want. Yes. Oh, we do yeah. want it. Send we it want it. It's uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. You know where Leo's like gets oh. in his trailer and he's like freaking out. He's like, fucking lines, remember your lines, and all that shit. <laughs> we do about, about me freaking out that I couldn't remember the answers on a Zoom quiz and I'm embarrassing myself in front of the family and shit like that. <laughs> uh, so yeah, just kept creative there, uh, running a lot, which was nice, and working out in the garden and drinking a lot. <laughs> I wouldn't know anything about that. That's fucking bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was just, just one for everyone listening, because obviously we didn't actually mention the name of your company. It's Deadline Films, isn't it? Yeah, deadline. So, so everyone knows yeah. what to look out for. Um, but uh, things have been, you've obviously been obviously doing all that, but I suppose it's given you a bit of time to sort of look into other things. So obviously, you've now just started a, a um, short film streaming platform, haven't you? Yeah, brother. Yeah, we started Clippist, which is a free short film uh, streaming platform, clippist.com. Uh, we only launched about a month ago or so. And yeah, we started by um, a good friend, Philip Andrew, who's this kind of beautifully talented Swiss dude who is great he just came to me with the idea he's an actor as well he was in bohemian rhapsody and um, playing like the guy's sound engineer which was awesome and he was like man like short films don't get enough attention as you know like we all make short films as actors they're kind of like your stepping stones you know people do like student films people do you know passion projects but some short films are fucking ace like yeah. every advert you see on tv is basically a short film every and i don't think you- people know where to watch them like mm-hmm. obviously i know you've done all these short films but i have absolutely no idea where to go and view them so it gives people yeah. the opportunity to actually watch these things as well. 100%, man, yeah. And that's exactly it, because we think after the festival circuit, they just get shoved on YouTube or Vimeo, and that's it. So we created Clippist <clears throat> to bring great short films to people so they can just watch them and enjoy them and learn something, feel something, laugh, cry, do whatever you fancy. And um, we've got 12 films on there just now um, that I've kind of had the pleasure of kind of viewing and picking and selecting and talking to the filmmakers and it's been awesome. Yeah. And again, um, narcissistically, so two of my films are on there. Hmm. So 10 Give yourself some publicity. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's definitely something that's kind of missing because I, I mm-hmm. find myself even on like, uh, now I've got Disney Plus, I'll go on like, no, all the Pixar short yeah, films. Shorts and stuff. I like it. Those shorts. Mm-hmm. I, I'll just go down a rabbit hole watching all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And it, you don't find that in for it's not a huge commitment either is it like it's not as if like you put a film on 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 netflix or whatever and you're just sitting there you get 10 minutes in you're like i've made a terrible decision here and you've wasted (laughs) 10 minutes whereas like if you make a bad decision it's like a few minutes you're like okay next one that's definitely it because yeah well all of our films are between five and 15 minutes max um and that's it and they're hopefully really entertaining and and that's exactly it like the dream would be for like because, you know, Amazon, like uh, Disney Plus now have that, but like Amazon or Netflix to have a short film category uh, or mm. to come o- come along and just buy us out to be like, hey, we'll give you six million for Clippist. We're like, Fucking here you go. <laughs> yeah. That would be I suppose, I suppose there's almost like a element of a challenge in trying to make a short film because you're trying to portray a message in such a short time compared to obviously you having a full 
no however long a series or a film or whatever yeah that's it you've got to do the start middle and end in this short time and a lot of films like i've been to loads of festivals now and a lot of the films are garbage like i've made some shit films (laughs) my my time as well i'm not just bashing i'm not saying mine are amazing i've made some shorts that have have come out and i'm like oh no that's bad oh that doesn't make any sense that doesn't make any sense um but it's such a chance so when you see like a good short film you're like yes they've nailed it and that's what we tried to do on clippus to bring the best of the best for people like there's so many films on there that i think the first film i reached out to is called uh, two strangers who meet five times by a guy called uh, Marcus Marcoux. And it was one of the first films I saw at a festival that our film was playing at as well. And I, it was one of the other ones I saw. I was like, it made me cry, it made me laugh. And I was like, that's a fucking fit. It was so good. Um, and that's the kind of quality we want to keep bringing back to Clippist. Awesome. Nice. Being the uh, group video game geek, I think it's fitting for me to ask this question. But uh, Keith gave us a little bit of an insider that you're going to be featured in a video game. Any... Uh, any news on that or can you let us in on anything? Call of Duty, Call of Duty. <laughs> <laughs> if it's Call of Duty, we're all going to lose it. <laughs> um, I can say, so I've signed an NDA, so I can't say anything you about can't it. Say anything, yeah. But the info is out there on public and like for the public somewhere. Like it's on, it's somewhere. Is it a big game? Is it a double A game? It's a, it's, a, it's, a big, it's a big game. It's an MMORPG that'll be out for PC, I'll find it. PC PlayStation, um, Xbox. And it's a, it's a massive series that everyone knows. And I play a character. Don't blur it out, you, and if you've yeah, got it in your head. I think I fucking know what it is. <laughs> I play a cool character who's, um, who's an assassin. And I had to do, like, I was in mocap for it, which was awesome. Oh, so I had, like, about 30, 40 little balls all over me. I was in the studio. And, yeah, and I, it was great. So much fun. I had to do, you know, a bunch of just, like, one lines, one lines, one lines, one lines, one lines. And then you meet my character at a certain part of the story. And I'm still contracted for it, which is ace. So they're hopefully going to bring me back um, for different sessions as the story develops. Because when I cool. jumped on... They're like, yeah, we're still developing it. We're really early stages. We're just getting these down. And then once we continue writing, once it keeps on going, your character will hopefully be brought back and we will um, continue using you. But um, after all the lines, it was like weapons and death sounds I had to do at the end, which is so fun. <laughs> so it's just me standing with nothing. They're like, right, you've got a battle axe and you've got to kill a bunch of blah, blah, blah characters. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 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 How does that differ from the normal acting gig then? Because obviously a lot of it's just voice acting. You've got to actually get the emotion out with a voice instead of you having your whole body as well. It was my first time. Yeah, it was my first time doing it, which was great. But I had done a bunch of research on it and I chatted some people like, just act, just do the same. Just commit to the character, know know your shit and just do it. Um, And that was it. But there were certain mocap features that I had to... Uh, really pay attention to there was a movement coordinator there who came in like craig you're moving a bit too much like you're too animated you're too this so i had to be like super still and even like a tiny move of my head was massive for the react they pick up everything so if i was going like yeah like massive it would just be like a i could do it quick i could do it in real time and they would uh it would pick up everything which mm. was great um and the acting part was is a bit harder because i wasn't in any scenes with anything it was just line line like it was just about a hundred and something lines per day I was doing and they were like right this line 
you're a guy, he's, he's just been shot in the leg and his wife's over there being raped. Say this line. <laughs> or just, just random scenarios like, okay, he's been betrayed and, and, ran, and left behind and the guys who betrayed him are running over. You shout this at them. Like, cool. And then you do the line, be like, right, give it to me with more um, more pain. Give it to me with more love. Give it to me with more of this. And they'll do like three different ways. Like, cool, next line. And it's so quick as well, which was yeah. cool. I remember That's watching cool. a, an episode of Graham Norton and he had the lady on that voiced the Lara Croft and the Tomb Raiders mm. and they just played out like all the different groaning noises that she made <laughs> and it was just like this went on for like two minutes of her just groaning and like going oh or like falling or like doing everything like just for about two minutes just of yeah. solid clips of her just doing that <clears throat> yeah that was about yeah 15 20 minutes of of my session of just different ways to die <laughs> yeah. they're like you've been you've been hit in the arm you've been stabbed in the heart you've been decapitated i was like well i can't fucking talk yeah. about <laughs> 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 there's just so many ways because my my character's a it's, it's an it's an npc so um i go along with the 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 lead kind of dude and he meets he meets me up a few a few different times so so many things can happen to me. So it was great. So I just had to have all these options for the for the team to put into the game. Did you not say there was a Lord of the Rings game coming out, Junior? Is that what? There is. There's a Gollum game coming out, but I think I know what game it might be. But I'm going to keep hush. <laughs> if, when we stop, when we stop recording, I'll I'll, oh, nod I'll ask a few questions. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome, film, man. That's yeah, that's awesome. yeah, that's cool as fuck. Yeah, that's really cool. I'm um on the on the back of that. Yeah, I can say this. Surely, I, I told this to another friend in the industry. He's like, "You shouldn't have told me that." I was like, "It's nothing." <laughs> but I'm, I'm, I'm penciled, which means like on hold for another video game um, in a couple of weeks' time uh, for Sony. But I don't know which one it is. Well, it was just like I had to sign this contract, and it was like Sony Entertainment and Craig McDonald Kelly into the. I was like, "Oh, fucking okay, okay." Um, but they, uh, they it doesn't say anything about the game. No, Is they haven't it? sent me anything. They're like, when we do send you any material, you shut your fucking mouth. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> like, do don't do a Tom Holland and just like give away I'm all the details. The of the whole movie. Movie. Yeah. yeah. So I'm hoping, um, yeah, I'm hoping for something like that that's in cool. Keith check wow. in a couple of weeks, man. I'll let you know if I get it. Will do, will do. Thanks. So obviously you've got a lot on your plate at the moment, but be any other future plans in the pipeline, you know, like Hollywood Walk of Fame, get your hands on the ground, you know. I mean, yeah, that. that's on the list, definitely. <laughs> the, the, the big dream is like face on a billboard in Times Square. Hmm. Like that would be that would be awesome. But again, this this industry, this life, there's so much we have no control over. I just got to do my best and keep on going. So I'm, um, you know, I'm still like networking as much as possible. I'm doing classes. I just finished a voiceover workshop um, last week. It was like a five day course just to keep on, keep on going. You know, cause I work in the industry already. I'm like, right. Wh what don't I know? And you just have to keep on, keep on learning. It's the acting thing is like the, the gym. It's like an instrument. You need to keep training it. It's once you graduate from school. And that was another thing my school was great at. They're like, once you, once you graduate, you're not fucking done. You just, you got to keep on going. If you don't keep work at it, you'll get sloppy. You'll get this, you'll get that. And even when I kind of moved to London, I was like, yeah, I lived in New York. It was great. I didn't, I didn't, keep up my American accent. So it kind of slipped a little bit and I was like, shit. So I kind of practiced and got it back. And then for the voiceover stuff, I get a lot of uh, American um, things cause they can pay me. Cause Americans charge like 10 times what Brits charge for certain industries and the voiceover. If you can, if you're a UK actor who can do an American accent, they'd rather pay you like half the fee, which is still insane. Like mm. in the thousands. Give us a whirl. Um, 
Come on, give us something. The world. Uh, <laughs> go, go give us like a listen to the Show Me Potato Salad podcast. Oh, yeah, and then we can use yeah, it. Like yeah. <laughs> or, just, or, or just put Show Me Potato Salad. Like that would do it. <laughs> yeah. Okay, let me do it like in a, in a cool Hollywood guy. we've only got about three listeners it's fine (laughs) ladies and gentlemen boys and girls please tune in to the potato salad podcast next thursday at 2 p.m that was like disney channel i was expecting someone to come up and they do the one stuff they used to do in the corner (laughs) (laughs) my favorite my favorite one's like the jersey one i had to play I audition for this like kind of race car video game where it was like we want like a proper dirty Jersey Guido character. <laughs> and I was like, yes. And the lines were great. It was like, hey, hey yo, you fucking piece of shit. You like my car? You fucking like that car? Yeah, yeah. You ain't getting in it. I'm the fucking man around here. You ain't doing shit. You ain't fucking this. You and it was just all swear and it was all great. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't get that job, but <laughs> <laughs> Well, anyway, hey, Haggis, cheers uh, very much for joining us. It's certainly uh, amazing to hear all that you've done so far. And I think uh, if anyone's working harder out there, I, I don't know who they are. Uh, we certainly wish you all the best in whatever 100%. you do next and whatever you're involved in just now. Thanks, guys. No, this is Ace. Like I said, I've listened to a bunch of the podcasts. They're awesome. I listened to the full one with, um, with Finlay that you guys had on. And me and Finlay were in a band back in the day as well, which is mm. so much fun. And it's Ace. It's nice to hear kind of local accents and be around that again it's ace because i never fucking hear it anymore <laughs> <laughs> thank you very much for coming on, yeah, yeah. For coming on. Thanks, all the best quality base here the eagle has landed massive thanks for craig haggis kelly coming on and joining us there and um, it was uh good just to see him in general i've not seen him in uh in far too long but it was also just great to hear how he's doing and how how everything's going um as i said in the interview i, I think if there's if there's a harder man working out there and, and the industry is working and I don't really know them. It seems like he's got his finger in a lot of pies. Um, seems to be getting involved in a lot of stuff as well. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's nice to see a local guy doing so much and like doing well. Like yeah. he's, and it seems like he's going down the right route of what he's mm-hmm. doing as well. Like see mm-hmm. that clipist and stuff is a really good idea. Just little things like that. And like you say, he's got a finger in a lot of pies. The, the gaming, like voiceovers, the acting side of things, the producing, the app, like yeah, he's he's doing well for himself. And he's, oh, yeah. Like this, is, it's the first time I've ever chatted to him. Obviously, you know him, Keith, but it's the first time mm-hmm. I've ever chatted to him, and totally sound guy as well. Like yeah, he's so yeah, he's, he's, you can kind of support him. Like no, get mm-hmm. what I mean? Like yeah, he's such a good guy that you want him want to see him do well. Yeah, he's a super super nice good dude, um, and uh, like really friendly to just about anyone he meets, which is why I think he's probably done as well as he has in a lot yeah. of the things he's been involved in. Um, if that clip is takes off, that's that's something else. Yeah, Fingers huge. crossed it does, because like we spoke about in the interview, it's not something that you see very often. Like there's obviously mm-hmm. platforms out there for mainstream films and larger films, but there's not really much out yeah. there for that short and kind of style. It's, it's quite surprising because you wouldn't think there'd be a gap in that industry considering how big the industry is yeah 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 and i'm sure if i'm right in saying i'm sure i've seen th- something with ian mcclinton no it's not ian mcclinton what's his name here john chalice so he's kind of one of those he's so well known it's kind of hard to if, if you go and look him up you'll know exactly who he is mm. but 
proper well known, and he's now going on Clippist, I think, for one of his oh, really? short movies. I, th- I think wow. that's exactly what it is. But I've seen seen him and I seen the face and I seen the name and I was like, holy shit, that's yeah, that's a big like get as well for them. Mm-hmm. And it's that, that's the thing as well. Like it's it's even for the people who aren't known, it's a great way for like you know producers or recruiters or whatever to like pick up people. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, because you might not know some of these people because all of a sudden you'll just see this random person will appear in a movie and they'll be like, brilliant. And then all of a sudden they're made. Fuck is that guy? And it's very, yeah. it's very much how these like short film, like the producers and directors and also actors kind of start out. This is mm-hmm. how they start out in these short films doing yeah. this little bits and bobs. So then they get their name out there one way or another. Yeah. Well, you look at, it's... you look at Band of Brothers. So the amount of actors that were in Band of Brothers for just little yeah. bits. You've yeah. got like Tom Hardy. You've got uh, all their names are going to disappear out of my head straight so away. Daniel McAvoy was in it. No, Daniel James Lyons. Daniel, Daniel <laughs> James, James McAvoy. I <laughs> always seem to want to call him Daniel McAvoy for some reason. Uh, James McAvoy, he's in it. You know, there's, there's, I think Simon Pegg's in it as well, isn't he? Is he? Um, Fuck. I could be talking nonsense, but I think he might be. Um, so you see like these ones and it's quite funny watching them back. When you well, when like, you yeah. know these actors are huge stars, and all of a sudden you watch back and you go, "Oh, that's him!" Like I didn't even realize that Michael Fassbender was in Three Hundred. Fuck, is he? Yeah, he plays the guy with the long hair that you know does the <laughs> little the jumpy stabby thing that they all do. Um, he's he's in that. Like I had no idea he was in that until I rewatched it. I decided to rewatch it, and uh, I was like, <laughs> "I'm sure that's Michael Fassbender," uh, and I looked up and it was. Well, that's the thing. They've, these people, they've all got to start somewhere, don't they? So mm-hmm. hopefully, well, the thing is, and it can only be a good thing for Clippist if somehow, you no, know, out of all this, that you know, people get picked up and they can yeah. say, look where they kind of started sort mm-hmm. of thing. We gave them a chance and look where they are now. It's, Absolutely. Yeah. Mm. Well, so, I, think, uh, I think we all know what time it is now, boys. Salad dressing. <laughs> Taking us away with Game of the Week, we've got JJ. Yeah, so this week I'm going with Resident Evil 7 Biohazard. So I kind of I got this game off a recommendation from one of the guys at work. I was never a huge Resident Evil guy, but he said, no, you need to get this one. And I was shitting myself the whole fucking time. Honestly. I had to I had to get Jade to sit in the room with me or turn the lights on whenever <laughs> I was playing it. I was honestly shit myself. Every, but it's an it's an awesome awesome it's game. Like, game really. yeah, Do you not like, have a wee moment with your light timer as well? Was that that game? Yeah, would it like I'm like sitting in the I'm sitting in the room playing the game, shitting myself as is, and then the fucking timer on my light just fucking went, and I was like, <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> you imagine just play that, all your lights go off. Like I'd have been that, I'd have been, I'd have probably been dead. But like, it's kind of, it's funny, although it's like your Resident Evil's all like you're shooting zombies typically. This is a bit, little bit different. It's a bit more like, how would you say it, Junior? Like, well, it's the first game in Resident Evil that they've done first person. The rest of them were over the shoulder third person or from a set camera angle third person. So the way that they'd done that was really different, how they had to implement horror differently. Because yeah. obviously you're not seeing everything around you. It's first person. Right, so it's more realistic. Everything is visually in front of you, or it's tense music and stuff like that. But it's, it's like so a, it's so dark as well. You're like yeah, it's, it's, like it's, visu- it's visually frightening. Yeah, 
and it's just the music suspense in it as well as it's pretty, something else. Like it's so frightening, but also you're starting to do these puzzles. Puzzles, all at the same yeah. Time and you're and shitting yourself that something's gonna come up behind and... you when you're doing a puzzle. It's yeah. just I just do, could do you not remember, deal with that. I just could do you remember the one bit where you've opened the door and you're walking down into like the cellar? Do you remember that? Yes, and, quite close yes, to the start. And yeah, 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 yeah. And fucking yeah, crappy comes, comes up. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh well, yeah. I'll not be playing that game. It's nah. not that there's one bit where you're walking, you finish the, the it's, it's I'm not I don't care about spoilers, the game's pretty old now. You finish the first uh, <laughs> you finish the first meal with the family and you leave the room. Yeah. And then Jack smashes through the wall. I fucking launched my controller at the TV when I was playing that. Yeah. I fucking just straight up fucking I'm done. Paused the game, went downstairs, had a wee nah. crying corner. <laughs> so not on for that. You oh get, goodness. in fairness, you get out the house and it, and it calms, down, down calms down a bit and it's a much more easier but game then to it's, play. It's but then it, that's when it gets you though because you're not expecting it half the time and you go, oh, you cunt, that's a slice of ham. Which <laughs> it's, a, it's a good it's a good game. It like, takes a little bit of time. It's not mega long, but like... Yeah, it's not mega long, but it's, it's a, a good, really good game. Yeah, I enjoyed it, yeah. So that's my, that's my game of the week. For these ones, nice do, one. you guys, do you guys like fully immerse... The scenario, like, do you play with the lights on, or do you like yeah, lights I'm, off middle I'm of the night? Like, party. I'm yeah, lights yeah. off, headphones I like on. That type of thing. I would be broad daylight, doors open, windows open, no headphones. I definitely would be wearing headphones. Like, <laughs> at, I first, at, like first, I, at first, I was very much like, right, I'll, I'll turn the lights off, right, proper game in it. Mm. After the first time I shipped myself, I was like, nope, lights are on. <laughs> Jade comes in. <laughs> Supposedly you can play this one in VR as well, can you? Yeah, there's oh, a VR no version of it. Right. There's no a time. VR version of it, and I watched I watched videos on it, and no, thank you very much. Uh, the folk, I'm sure like, they uh, standing still like fear because they can't move. Like I'm, I'm just standing still now. I'm not moving. And I'm sure you could buy like it came with like a candle that smelled like the room as well. So it smelled basically <laughs> smelled like shit. Shit. The whole <laughs> like, in the bayou Imagine that. Time. Your, your Yankee candle was a smell like corpses. Shit. Yeah. Just shit. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, moving on this week, we've got um, our guest from this week, Haggis, joining us for uh, the movie stroke TV series of the week. Well, and I'm choosing it. Yeah. You are choosing it, yeah. Lovely. Well, I was going to say uh, Falcon Winter Soldier. Fantastic. <laughs> couple episodes in i'm ready i'm i'm there for it i love it um a friend of mine said the first episode was boring as fuck and i told him to go fuck himself to get the fuck. <laughs> thank you See, i've not watched it yet but i might put it on tonight actually after we finish it's it. good it's good it's it's marvel it's the world they've set it up beautifully mm-hmm. you're you're already invested like they could they could do anything almost mm-hmm. oh, yeah. but they don't they still make it good it's funny it's entertaining it's badass oh, oh. i like it i'm like would it. you say it's better than one can't compare it are we doing WandaVision <laughs> spoilers? Uh, no, 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 100%. You no. can't compare it to WandaVision, though, because WandaVision's so... WandaVision's really comic book orientated with taken from the House of M kind of comic style and stuff, and Falcon Winter Soldier is just typical Marvel uh, Just superhero action. movie. It's just yeah. action, most more or less. It's a bit of backstory, but it's more yeah. action than... No. Comparing on games this yeah. week and you still made yourself sound like a virgin. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, from comparing like the first two episodes of One Division to the first two episodes of this, both ace, like yeah, super yeah. into it, yeah. yeah but yeah. as a whole series, we don't know yet because it's only obviously it's next one's out. Oh, tomorrow. is it not bingeable? Is it? No, no, no. There's not yet. Anyway, it's make you wait, man. They make you wait. I know, I know. I started watching you, Mikey Ducks one, and uh, I'm Dude, one episode in. Why the fuck did like, you oh. even ruin your childhood with that? Yeah, I, I don't know. even ruin the childhood. Yeah. 
And I like how they, they try to grab folk in with like, oh, Coach Bombay's back. It's like, I put it in the fucking bin. Get the fuck. Oh, hey. <laughs> and moving on to album of the week, we've got Loopy. So this week I've gone with a little bit of an old school album that probably brought me into like kind of the pop punk kind of stuff. So it's Billy, Billy Talent 2 by Billy Talent. It came out in 2006. So I'd have been 14 back when kind of gigging and stuff like that. And it's just, it's got so much good hits on it. Like, I don't know, Jordan, you probably have. I'm just trying to think, is the guy, the lead singer from Billy Talent, is that who went on to play with uh, Blink? Not 100% sure, but it's got like songs like Red Flag, Devil in a Midnight Mass, like stuff like that. It's all just proper catchy stuff. Um, But it's more just a nostalgic album for me, to be honest, because it was like from that period of time when like I say I was gigging and playing that st- style of music so like Billy, Billy Talent they're a way more like serious pop punk band yeah would you say like can you know that like, a lot of pop punk bands are very like immature sort of thing for the most part mm-hmm. yeah, you know yeah, yeah. I mean? like you, you think of like some 41 and they've got in too deep and then you think of um like bowling for soup and yeah, it's all like their, their videos like are that. all kind of not childish but they're not it's like, all goofy and just, like yeah. even blink at first was very goofy stuff mm-hmm. whereas likes of billy talent were all usually mostly like pretty serious pop punk band yeah but also mm-hmm. an incredible pop punk band so yeah that's that's what i've gone with this week awesome and then moving on we've got our restaurant of the week with junior uh, this week, we're not going local, but we're still staying in Scotland, and I'm going to go with Buck's Bar down in Glasgow. Uh, it's just everything chicken, milkshake, and booze, and it is fucking awesome. Honestly, I forgot the waffles. Oh, and, and the waffles. waffles. Chicken and waffles. Oh, the Oof. waffles. Honestly, I would flat out say the best boozy milkshakes ever. Just milkshakes just in general. Like, yeah, booze the whole thing is fucking awesome. Like chicken and waffles, Bloody Marys, anything, everything, top tier. It's always our day after post gig go to food. Yeah, I've got yeah. them on Instagram on my own account. I can't, I can't remember if I followed them from uh, from the pod account, but they post literally every day just oh. these gigantic fuck off chicken burgers. Oh, oh my fucking god! Like I can't is it, wait. Is it for like next fried Friday. chicken? It's yeah, like yeah, yeah but they do chicken. it like they do like salt and it's pepper, like, like chicken, chicken, chicken or all, butternut chicken, or oh. get normal chicken wings. Uh, you get oh. like. Spicy Japanese style chicken wings. Oh, this is sounding. I've not even been. It's fucking and it's the stuff oh, of and dreams. Good, like you get, you get like. Uh, what was it? Last time I got buffalo chicken on waffles, mac cheese, and it was just oh, oh, oh yeah, oh. Baby. <laughs> it's fucking naughty, <laughs> naughty stuff. So good, it is yeah. good. So, boys, I think that uh, just about rounds up today's podcast. I would agree. I- Fancy doing the rest? I went to grab my mouse to scroll <laughs> down. My mouse died. My mouse died. So I was like trying to find the mouse pad mouse. on my laptop. Blame the uh, fucking mouse. Right, finish yeah. this off, Keith. Come on. Catch you all for episode 10. We'll be sitting there with pro golfer Michelle Thompson. Love you and leave you. Love you and leave you. Yeah. Chill later.